Well, it's Christmas time, isn't it? Christmas time is Christmas time. And a lot of people are confused about it, and a lot of people put emphasis places that they shouldn't, and many people have substituted other things for Jesus during this time. But He is everything. How many agree with that? Jesus is, He's everything. He's everything. And I want us to do something very, uh, in some ways, traditional, but I believe it's the leading of the Lord. I want you to go with me, if you got your Bibles, to Luke, the first chapter. We, we celebrate. I, I don't know of anything in the Word that tells us we're supposed to celebrate in December. And yet we know this happened. That, uh, as Isaiah says, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. How many believe it completely that a child was born, a son was given, and He is everything. He's salvation. He's King of kings. He's the risen Savior. He's the soon and coming Lord of lords and Lord of all. I want us to remind ourselves this morning of how it happened and what happened. And I want you to listen with your spirit. How many know if you listen to the Word with an open heart and faith, you can get something you never got before? I don't care if you've heard it, read it a thousand times. It's alive. And so you never exhaust it. But in Luke, the first chapter, and they'll put it up on the screen for us, verse 26, <clears throat> Luke 1 and 26, and we pray, Lord, open our eyes, cause this to become real to us this morning and alive inside us. Luke 1, 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying, at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great. <laughs> Somebody say, Yes, he is. <clears throat> yes, he is. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be 
no end. Glory to God. You know, it's hard for us to wrap our head around no end. But you know, soon and very soon, there will be no United States of America. There will be no other nation, no other country. There will be no UN. There will be no European Union. There will be, there'll only be the kingdom of God. Oh, glory to God. And the eons will come and go and come and go and still there will be the kingdom of God. And it shall never end. And tell me who's the head of it. Tell me who's the head. Who's the head? Jesus. And He is your brother. Say, I know people. In high places. You got connections. Did you know it? You know somebody. He shall be great. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. How many know when you can't figure it out, (laughs) He can come on you? The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you, and therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And how many know when she did that? The word became flesh. Right? The Word, the Word that the angel brought her from heaven, the Word that He spoke to her when she said, Here I am. Be it unto me according to your Word. That Word she heard literally conceived in her womb. And the Word became flesh. Did you know the Word still materializes today? That when you hear what He said, and you say just like Mary of old, you say, Be it unto me, according to what you say. If He said you're healed, you say, Be it unto me, according to thy word. If He said, My God supplies all your needs, you say, Be it unto me, according to thy word. And words that were sounds in the air become... Flesh, health in your body, money in your pocket, direction and wisdom and peace in your life. How many believe the Word still becomes flesh? The Word still materializes to those that believe. With God, nothing's impossible. Say it out loud, everybody. Be it unto me. 
according to thy word. That's how the miracle happened. Miracle of miracles. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. Is it a baby? Not born yet. Is it a person? Yes. The babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke out with a loud voice, and she said, Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed. How many think still people are blessed when they believe? For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Many years later, Paul said the same thing in the book of Acts. He said, I believe, wherefore, sirs, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. The angel told him he was coming out of that shipwreck and he had to go preach in Rome before kings just like the Lord told him he would. And how many know it seemed like against hope. He believed in hope. He was cast on an island. They were, you know, floating in the storm. He got snake bit after he got on the island. But how many know God got him through everything and he stood there and preached before kings. Said out loud, it shall be unto me. Even as it was told me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 46, Mary said, My soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden, and behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He's put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he sent empty away. How many think he can still fill the hungry with good things? He has opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months, and in return to her own house. Now skip down to the second chapter. Second chapter and the fourth verse. How many know this is not a fairy tale? This happened. This is a historically accurate account. Besides that, it is the living Word of God. Verse 4 of chapter 2, Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, 
to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. He always says, Fear not. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. That's what the little ones were singing. Good news. Good news. Good news. I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. Who is Jesus for? Who is salvation for? Who is the good news to? Every kindred, every nation, every people, every tongue. Aren't you glad you've heard about the good news? Verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Is there any other Savior? Is there any other name given among men whereby we must be saved? Is there any other way to the Father, to salvation, to heaven, to glory? No, no. No, He is the way, the truth, the life. Nobody can come to the Father except by Him. You can't save yourself through good works, through being a good person, through any kind of an effort, through any kind of a sacrifice. The sacrifice was made when He was given into the earth and lived and then died and gave Himself for us. How many understand what's happening here is the giving of the greatest gift? Oh, it had been prophesied throughout the centuries. The prophets had foretold this. You can read about this in Isaiah. You can read about this in the law and in the prophets and in the Psalms. This is the plan God had in mind when Adam and Eve fell in the garden. Right? He saw the salvation of all mankind in this child. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. This child's not born by natural means. There's no natural father involved in the conception and birth of this child. Now you have intellectuals and skeptics who try to say, Oh, that's impossible. That didn't happen. That's figurative. No, it is not figurative. It happened. How could it happen? A miracle. If you don't believe in miracles, you can't be saved. You can't be a Christian. Simple. If you don't believe in the miraculous, if you don't believe that God has and does things that you can't understand, that you can't explain, that you can't put under a microscope or see through a telescope or put in a test tube or write a report on. If you don't believe it, you can't be saved. Well, I just don't understand that. Hey, there's a lot you don't understand. You might as well get over it. 
But here's the good news. Good news. You can believe it as a choice, as an act of your faith. You can choose to believe even though you don't understand. Brother Kenneth Hagin, my father in the faith who's in heaven now, the father of the faith to many of you as well, he said as a little boy, he could not figure out, he could not understand, he tried to figure it out. As a little boy, how a, uh, a brown cow could eat green grass and give white milk. And they'd churn it and make yellow butter. It puzzled him. It intrigued him. It baffled him. But all the while, he's a trying to figure it out. He's a drinking the milk and eating the butter. How many know you don't have to wait till you figure it out to enjoy it? Right? How is it that by his stripes we're healed? How is it that by him he could be born without an earthly father? How is it that he was raised from the dead? How is it that he ascended on high to heaven and is sitting at the right hand of the Father? How could what he did on the cross buy my salvation and save me eternally? You don't have to figure it all out to believe it. You can just choose to believe it. And you have to if you're going to be saved. Well, I don't accept it. I don't understand it, and I don't accept it. You're only hurting yourself. Because while you're holding on to your pride and ignorance, we're enjoying the milk and the butter. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? <laughs> Somebody says, well, you're just, you're just simple and ignorant and confused. Well, leave me alone. I'm happy. <laughs> leave me alone. So I should become as smart as you so I could be as miserable as you. No, thanks. <laughs> I believe this happened just like this. I believe a virgin conceived without any earthly father. I believe He was born. Glory to God. The Word, God, become flesh. Emmanuel, God, with us. An amazing thing. I said an amazing thing. That the one by whom the planets were made, the one by whom everything that was made was made, has taken on flesh and is lying there, a tiny baby in a manger who would grow up to be the Savior of the world and is now seated at the right hand of majesty on high. My King, my Lord, who is soon to come again with the great sound of the trumpet and the angelic host, and all the saints that have gone before. Oh, glory to God. It's coming soon. Whew. You could get excited, couldn't you? Verse 11. He's, the angel said, To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you, verse 12. You shall find the babe 
wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Do you know one of these days we're going to see that host? We're going to hear them sing. They're still around. Glory to God. They may sing this one for us. We may think, I've heard that before. <laughs> I read about that. And yet how many think it will be different hearing it live? And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. It happened. I said it happened. Just like this. Repeatedly, Jesus is called a gift. In fact, he's called the gift. You know, at Christmas time, we give gifts. And it's appropriate. We ought not make everything about giving gifts and just become materialistic and lose sight of Jesus. But why would we give gifts? Why is it appropriate to give a gift? Why does that mark this celebration? Because it was begun by the Father God giving us the greatest gift. And we can never do anything to repay Him and try to match His gift that He's given to us. But as a token of our love and faith, we give gifts to each other. A small symbol of what He's done for us. Right? God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whoever would believe on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let me just remind you a little bit about these, uh, th these words I'm referring to. Uh, the Bible said in John 4.10, Jesus said concerning Himself, If you knew the gift of God, you'd have asked of Him, He said, and He'd have given you living water. In Hebrews 6.4, He's called the heavenly gift. The heavenly gift. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are you saved, through faith. And that not of yourselves. Anybody know what the rest of it says? It is the gift of God. Is your salvation the gift of God? Somebody say, thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. <clears throat> Romans 8.32. Romans 8.32 says, He that spared not 
His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? The New Living says, Since God did not even spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, won't God, who gave us Christ, also give us everything else? You know, I've heard people look at me with, uh, you know, consternation and concern and confusion and go, do you think if we prayed God would give me money to pay my electric bill or, or, or for my kids' school and clothes? Do you think, you really think God, God would heal me? You, you really think God would give us a car? You really think they just act like it's a thing thought impossible? Listen, listen, listen. If the Lord was ever going to withhold anything from you, it would have been Jesus. If there was ever anything that was too big and too much, it would have been Him. But it's already done. I said, it's already done. He didn't just give. He freely gave us Jesus. And how many know, if He'll give you Jesus, what's a car? If he'll give you Jesus, what's a house? Right? If, if he'll, isn't that what this scripture said? If he freely gave us his own son, won't he also give us everything else? In fact, he has given us everything else when he gave us Jesus because it's all in him. I said it's all in him. It's all in him. He's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, First Peter says. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Has. Has He given us something? Has He given us somebody? Has He given us salvation? Has He given us healing? Has He given us wisdom and grace and peace and strength and, and life? Yes. Oh, say yes. yes. Say yes. yes. Now, what are gifts for? Think about it. What are gifts for? There's basically only two things you can do with a gift. You can give a gift, or what else can you do? <clears throat> You can receive a gift. There is something else you could do, but it's not nice. What would that be? You could not receive the gift. How many know that is rude? <clears throat> it's rude. <clears throat> it's insulting. I mean, there are numerous tribes all over the, the world today. It's still the way it was, you know, centuries ago. To refuse a gift is like spitting in a man's face and saying, I don't want your gift. Your gift's not good enough for me, and you're not good enough for me. The greatest insult. Wars have been fought over such things. Right? And yet, Jesus was given into the world... <clears throat> And he came unto his own, and the Bible said his own. 
received him not. This is the greatest insult that mankind has ever done to our Creator. There are millions today that refuse the gift, don't they? They reject the greatest gift of all. I'm not a rejecter. How about you? Huh? How many receivers do I have in here? You know, the Bible said unless you be converted and become as a little child, you won't enter into the kingdom of God. These little ones that we just saw up here, from the least unto the larger ones, they'll be opening presents. I said they'll be opening presents. Won't they? How many of them do you think will sit under the tree and cry and say, I can't receive that? (laughs) How many little ones do you think will look at the boxes with their names on them, with the beautiful bows and wrapping paper and go, I'm sorry. I just can't receive that. No, you have to grow up and get older and become stupid (laughs) to do such things. (laughs) Little ones know better, don't they? Little ones know, ah, it's mine and the paper flies. Come on now, the paper flies. And the cardboard is ripped, and they have no trouble at all receiving. No trouble at all receiving. Little ones know how to receive. You stick a popsicle and ice cream towards them, there's no speeches. There's no questions. There's no explanations. There's just what? Come on, help me out. What? Immediate. Complete. Receiving. (laughs) Why am I talking about this? Jesus said, unless you get changed, unless you become converted and become like these little ones, You won't enter into the kingdom of God. Why not? Because you have to receive it to enter into it. I said you have to receive it. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Rob, come here. Bring your Bible here. (coughs) In order to enjoy something... You have to receive it. Just hold this Bible like this. Let's say that Rob's trying to give me something. And he offers this to me. And I do this. And he says, come on, Brother Keith, I got this for you. I want you to enjoy it. And I just ignore him. I'm a sophisticated man. I'm educated. I have degrees. He says, come on, Brother Keith. Come on, receive this. 
I'd like to have some things. I need some things. <clears throat> but I'm cool. Now, you may not know what I'm talking about, but I see this every service. I see this. I look across the crowd, and I see this. And yet I see other people like this. <laughs> what does this picture tell you? <laughs> Looks like you're ready to catch something. <laughs> Doesn't it? Come on, what's going on here? This is receiving mode. What's this? I look at this for hours. <laughs> now, I know it, it looks humorous, but this is a problem. I said, This is a problem. This is what? This is not receiving. And it's sad, but people come and they go and they receive very little or nothing. And sometimes they, they don't understand what they miss. They don't understand what was available. How many know every time we come together, everything He gave us is available? And every service He emphasizes different parts of what He has given us. And yet, there's never a time when it's not available to us. Even when it's, that part's not being emphasized, it's still available to us. That's why people can come and receive something that you weren't talking about at all. You weren't preaching about it, but they just receive it. I mean, uh, Rob can put this on me. Put it on me, Rob. I mean, he can put it on me. Uh, he, can, he can try to make me take it. He can do everything he knows how to do, but I'm not going to enjoy it until what happens. Come on, help me out. Until what happens. I have to receive. Now, in the natural, I reach out with my hand. I lay hold. I have to open myself up, don't I? I can't do this. I have to open myself up and become a receiver and lay hold of it physically and take it. Well, what we're talking about is not a natural thing, it's spiritual thing. How do you receive spiritual things? Well, Jesus told us in Mark eleven twenty four. How do you receive spiritual things? What things serve you desire when you pray? Believe. Not, not feel that you take them. How do you take spiritual things? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Thank you, Rob. Glory to God, we've been given something. Oh, we've been given the greatest gift of all. 
Haven't we? The Master has been given. Salvation has been given. In 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15. I like it. I, every time this time of the year comes around and people are celebrating Christmas, say it that way for a while. It'll help you out. Christmas. I think of this phrase, 2 Corinthians 9, 15. It says, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. The uh, New Living says, Thank God for His Son, a gift too wonderful for words. Weymouth says, Thanks be to God for His unspeakably precious gift. The easy to read says, thanks be to God for His gift that is too wonderful to describe. When we realize who and what God has given us in Jesus, in salvation, words fail. I said words fail. We have to start talking in tongues. And even that doesn't tell it. Indescribable inexpressible is what this this passage is conveying. The Amplified says this. Put that up on the screen for for us if you would. 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Amplified. What does it say? Thanks be to God for His gift, precious beyond telling, His indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. We're talking about something better than a bicycle. (laughs) We're talking about something better than a pony. Better than any material thing. But how many know you'll never enjoy any of this unless you receive? Unless you receive. You got to quit this hardness, this intellectual unbelief, this stiffness, this coldness, this resisting, this rebellion, you're only hurting yourself. Become converted. Become like a little one. (laughs) Open up your heart. Open up yourself. How many believe in the scripture where it says, he would that men would pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. How many know that that paints the right picture, doesn't it? This looks like you're ready to catch something. This looks like you're a receiver. Right? Somebody say, I'm a receiver. Say it again, I'm a receiver. Say it again, I'm a receiver. I'm a receiver. Glory to God. Learn some lessons. The next few days. Watch your little ones. I said watch your little ones. Watch your kids and your grandkids. And your great grandkids. And when you see them receiving. Ask yourself. Am I that good a receiver? Do I receive that quickly? That fully? That freely? Without explaining and asking and wondering and arguing and... Stand up on your feet, everybody.
Thank you, Lord. Close your eyes. If you've never received, you can receive this morning. If you've been receiving for years, you can still receive more. His riches are inexhaustible, His truth is everlasting, His love never ends never fails said out loud Father God I believe in you I believe in your son Jesus I believe he was born on this earth of a virgin mother miracle child I believe, I believe he lived, he lived the, perfect life the perfect life and took my place, took my place. <coughs> dying on the cross, cross. Paid, the full price paid the full price for all my sins, all my, sins. All my failures, all my failures. Every, mistake, every mistake, every shortcoming. <coughs> and I believe... That you raised him from the dead by your glory, by your power. He was really dead, but he is alive forevermore. King of kings, Lord of lords, soon to come again. I give glory. To the heavenly gift, Jesus, my Master, my Savior, my soon-coming King. Hallelujah. Go ahead and sing it, guys. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, to me. Oh, hallelujah. 